0: All right, everyone, welcome. You are listening to The Real Life Podcast. And if you've uh, been listening, you know this is where we deal with the real stuff. If, if you're brand new, this is where we talk about the messy. Yeah. And this is where we talk about uh, how does this work? How do we follow Jesus in the brokenness? How do we follow Jesus in uh, the complexity of it all? And often, there's just not a platform to ask some of these questions, and we want to try to address them here. And so, uh, I am your host, Dale Statram, and I am here with my great co-host, Katie Jones. Hello. So, Katie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. I am happy to be here. So am I. Happy to be here. These are the best kinds of, well, I'm a, I am mean, it's my favorite kind of podcast to do is answering questions. Answering questions. Yeah.
0: And yeah, we, we started last week answering questions. We're going to answer yep. some more questions uh, today. And we are thrilled when you're writing questions. I know some of you might be intimidated to writing questions because you think that you're, you're alone in thinking this and we we both want to tell you that listen i guarantee that if you're thinking about it somebody else is too yeah if you're struggling with it somebody else is too the bible says there's nothing new under the sun and so you know our struggles are normal they're common and so we don't want you to feel intimidated to send us questions because uh, listen you're important to us Uh, Your questions are important to us. We want to add value to you. We want you to grow. We want you to learn. Uh, We want you to be encouraged. Life's hard. Come on. If we can give you a little bit of encouragement and make you not feel like you're alone, then boy, we've... uh, well, we're, we're going to feel good,
1: and I would be willing to bet money that if you're thinking it, someone else has been. Absolutely, too. always. That's always the case. Every single question we've ever addressed, somebody has always said, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you guys you don't know, talk about that. I've wondered it." Yep. Um. So you can be that brave person that asks. Yeah somebody else yeah
0: so I hope you do send us more questions so uh, we love doing this yeah
1: or topic ideas if you don't even know exactly what to ask but you're like okay this is a topic I'm struggling with in today's whatever I need to know your thoughts and
0: if you want to send topics just for Katie that'd be fun too (laughs) anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) she's all all nervous yeah (laughs) okay well should we get into it let's
0: do it let's just jump right in all
1: right okay so first question I love to listen to past messages on the Foothills website. In one of them, I don't know which one, PD was addressing addressing those who attend lots of Bible studies, hand raise, <laughs> and he said that instead of just learning and listening to God's word, we need to act on scripture. Those words hit me hard. I've been thinking about that a lot. How do we figure out how to act on scripture? How do we determine what to act on? I get that there are so many things that, so many things we are flat out told to do in the Bible, but I don't think that it's always intuitive to know how to act. I mean, isn't that why I'm going to Bible study? To learn more about how to do that. It's a great I want, question. I know, I wanna be sure that I'm in act mode, so how do I determine that I'm doing that and not just complacently mm. going to every Bible study I have time
0: for? Okay, this is this is good stuff. Yeah. yeah this is a great this question. Is,
1: uh, yeah, what a, um, a heart for learning here, this person has too. Yes,
0: I, I, I wish, uh, Boy, I, let's get some more people asking questions like this yeah. too, because um, because it's about our, our, it's about following our passion here at Foothills is to follow uh, to act. So I love this question um, because I, I think that you know, Katie, there is a uh, there, there's kind of a bias in the, the the Christian community, and so let me start with from a a pastoral perspective and and from someone who's been in ministry for decades, that sometimes it's easy for churches to fall into, and Christians, to fall into, uh, we simply just love the content. There's nothing wrong with loving content. I love biblical truth. I mean, the Bible talks about loving truth. But uh, often it stops there, and so sometimes people think that they're spiritually mature because they know intellectually, they know the Bible, they, they can quote verses, they understand the stories, um, but it stops there. And, and then sometimes churches think that they're doing a great job with uh, equipping their people because they simply taught them the Bible. Well, are we commanded to? Yes. Okay, so um, be careful here. I'm not being unbiblical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last week. Yeah. But we forget that, that, that the command in Scripture, okay, if you go to Ephesians 4, which Ephesians 4 is a great, there's is, is a passage is in there that I believe is part of my job description as a pastor. It says that our job, the spiritual leaders of a church, pastors and teachers' job, is to equip people to do, not equip people to know. And to me, there is a huge difference between knowing and doing. This is the, this is the question. And churches sometimes fall in love with the wrong thing, or at least they fall in love with it's incomplete. People do have to know so they can do, but often a church thinks that their job is done simply because they taught people to know. And so it's a lack of application, it's a lack of challenge. And it's in the doing where we get uncomfortable, it's not in the knowing. I can know all kinds of uncomfortable truths about God's word and do nothing with it. Now, the Bible also says that the blessing of God is in the doing, not the knowing. It's not just the knowing. We know so that we can do. I mean, James says that. That, 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 that Again, if you, if you know the Word of God and don't do it, he says you're just fooling yourself. James says you are fooling yourself. There are so many Christians out there that are fooling themselves, thinking that they're spiritual, thinking that they're mature, that they know God's Word, and they don't do it. Okay, so it's the blessings in the doing. James says he, he, you are blessed for doing it. Now, okay, there's my soapbox. That's so why I like this question. <laughs> <laughs> I know I
1: was gonna. Um, I don't, if this is okay, I was gonna make it more specific because I. It's not that I have the perfect answer on this, but I guess for me, and I'm um, I'm a, a spiritual baby, as we would call it. I'm sure it's been oh, a few years, you know. But um, I would say I know when I'm supposed to act when it's the hardest thing, like forgiving someone, yeah. like after a fight with my spouse. Do <laughs> I have to be the first one to apologize? Um, it, it's like it's yeah, it, it feels like a lot of the hard things are the things I know. This is just me personally. No, um, no, no, no. And this m- might not be accurate for everybody. Some people might be great at that, but um, I can feel a tug at my heart um, or or um, oops. Like I, oh, I shouldn't have said that about that person. Um, you know, I, God, please forgive me. Help me to do better next time. Um, so a lot of the acting for me is like recognizing the mistakes. Hopefully I get better and better and I can recognize them before I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to, yeah. you know, keep asking for forgiveness. But I would say for me personally, the acting is recognizing um, where I fall short and making things right a lot of times. No,
0: I, I agree, Katie, and I think they brought that up here. And I want to read this a- again because you're, you're bringing up the question, um, you know, how do we determine what to act? There are many things in the Bible that are, we're flat out told to do or not do. So you brought up that. We're, we're told to love people. We're told to be forgiving. Okay? We're told to not gossip. We're mm-hmm. told to, um, you know, all these relational commands. We have so many relational commands that are, they tell us not to even complain. Do all things without grumbling or complaining, okay? Oops, um, yeah. We're, we're told to pray. Oops, <laughs> I know, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, to me, mm. those, you're right, those things should be um, clear. Um, but I love this next part uh, I don't think it's always intuitive mm. to know how to act now that is a great question by the way um, so thank you for th- this person writing that in mm-hmm. I mean that it's a great question because, so great so okay um, first it's very important for us to understand the word of God because the word of God in you you're going to know the, the, those those easier things okay you you do need to read the scriptures about you know forgiveness and about complaining and about how to you know what the flesh looks like okay i mean the bible gives lots of lists in the bible of good and negative so that we understand what these these things look like and we can make choices but let's face it there's a lot of in there's some things that are going to be more intuitive some things I need to know how to respond in certain situations in certain, with certain people. Um, it's not just go grab a, a Bible verse and it's real black and white. No, I, I, I need, uh, It it's not, it's not intuitive. So what do I do in those situations, okay? What you do in those situations is, this is this, is this whole next message series I'm gonna do. Um, mm. It's gonna answer this question. This is the role of the Holy Spirit in your life, you guys. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. If you will put the Word of God in your life, the Holy Spirit's role is to lead you in all truth. That's what Jesus said. His his role in your life is to lead you. So in all these situations where it's not so black and white, the Holy Spirit is the one who who can take, he takes the word of God that's in you. I joke around all the time. This is why you read God's word. Give the Holy Spirit something to work with, okay? (laughs) And so he does. He'll recall scripture, he'll recall principles in your life and then show you how to take that scripture and then apply it in this unique setting, this unique situation, this, it looks like this here. But tomorrow, it might look like this over here. That That's the Holy Spirit. This is us learning how to follow Jesus because this is really a cool question. We're, we're we, The Word of God and the Holy Spirit help us follow Jesus. And, and so this is his role. So this is why it's so important for us to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit, how to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Bible tells us, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. And then we're going. Well, how 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 does how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, that's my whole next message series coming up. So you'll you'll have to listen and watch yeah, that. You and you can this, get
1: that on Facebook or YouTube. Yes, you can. BTW, yes. Uh,
0: but but so so often uh, people are trying to follow Jesus in their own strength, in their own. I'm gonna say flesh uh, with their own understanding. But but God has placed the Holy Spirit in us to help us act. The Holy Spirit helps us act and live out the Word of God. Um, Philippians 2, 12 and 13, you know, it says, uh, work hard to show the results of your salvation for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. See, there's this this partnership with God. You don't live out your, your faith in your own strength because if you try to do that, you're gonna fail. We, we live it out in this partnership with with God, and that partnership is he put the Holy Spirit inside of you to lead, to guide, to, to give you a sense of what to do, how to apply God's word, being convicted when we don't do it so that mm-hmm. he can lead us to follow him in, in the path that leads to blessing. So um, I, I can't give you just this black and white answer because... Because some things aren't intuitive, and so you must learn to be guided by the Holy Spirit. So that's a whole other topic. Could be a podcast. Yeah, anyway, yeah. but that's that's really the answer. It's the role of the Holy Spirit in your life when it's not intuitive.
1: Mm. So very nice. there it is. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So maybe we'll do another episode. We could. Time. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Would you guys do an episode on tithing? Would love to get your feedback on tithing, (laughs) gross or net pay.
0: That was like a Uh (laughs) one-liner.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. Tell me your thoughts.
1: I've heard 10%. Um, I've heard lots of different things on tithing. Yeah, so I'd love to hear from you, too. It's a big
0: topic. Yeah. um, I have a... This is a tough issue for a lot of people. Listen, let me just first say, okay, I know a lot of people are struggling financially. I know that we live in an economy that is tough. Inflation is high. Um, we have food scarcity issues. We feed lots of people here at Foothills. I, I, I get all that. Um, and so I'm not diminishing anybody's struggle. And um, if any of you think that Lisa and I have never uh, had financial struggles, then again, you just don't know our journey. Uh, we have. and we've we've had times in our life where it's been crazy lean and we um i mean nothing and when i say nothing we've had no money so um and we started foothills we didn't have any money so listen i get this money is a tough thing to trust god with um so to uh so this is a much bigger topic. I know the question is, you know, should I tithe on net or gross? So my a little bit of humor here, well, do you want God to bless you net or gross? How's that? <laughs> and, I, and so it's kind of funny, but it, it does kind of work like that. <clears throat> um, so what does the Bible teach? It's gross, okay? Are you being disobedient? No, just relax giving often is like any other area of your life. We're learning to grow in all these areas. You're learning to grow in faith. You're learning to grow in trust. You're you're growing in serving. You're growing in relationships. we're, We're growing. So learning to trust God financially is just one more place where I believe every believer... Is called to learn to trust God and grow in that. It's not a one-off. It's like, well, done. I'm giving now. I don't have to grow anymore. Well, what other area of your life does God just let you stagnate in? You you never stagnate in any area. And so giving is one of those things. So people get hung up with 10% and, you know, know, the Bible uh, doesn't say 10%. Well, it does all through the Old Testament, so that's just silly. Well, we don't follow the Old Testament. Well, Jesus said it too. Okay, so where did Jesus say it? Well, he's he's talking to the religious leaders one day, and he says, you know, you guys. I mean, you you tithe everything. I mean, you're so obsessed. You you tithe, you even tithe the seeds out of your garden. I mean, I mean, which is really weird. And then Jesus says this: Of course you should tithe. Of course, yes, you should tithe. Oh, look at that! Jesus endorses tithing. But he says, "Don't neglect the, the weightier matters of the law, which was justice, mercy, love." Okay, don't neglect that. Don't think that you 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 check the box because you gave you, you tithe. There's other things that are that are even more important than that. So Jesus endorsed tithing, but you get in the New Testament and uh, the the principle of giving is uh, for more study you those out there uh, second corinthians 9 the entire chapter has to do with giving and if you want a a uh, you want to really lean into this whole giving thing by the time you get to 10 percent and you're giving 10 percent which is really an amazing thing and i encourage you to grow to that level please understand that in terms of let's just use giving like a ladder there's different rungs okay on the ladder once you hit 10 percent you've got to the first rung on the ladder not the last oh good you finally got up to where we should be trusting god now grow from there now grow from there i know some of you are going well pastor do you take your own advice yeah i do Lisa and I give above 10% of our gross income away. So there you go. I'm never going to ask you to do something that I don't do. That's called hypocrisy. I don't do that. So um, was that a challenge? Yes. Was was it a process to get there? Yes. Have we seen God been faithful? Oh, my gosh, yes. The Bible says you reap what you sow. The, in 1 Corinthians or Second Corinthians nine, you're going to read that passage, and it says, "You're like a farmer. The more seed you put in the ground, the more you get back. You don't give to get. Okay, mm-hmm. God's not like a genie. You rub the lamp and you get, what you're don't don't do that to God. That's insulting. But but God wants to show you who He is. This is the issue, guys. It's not a money issue. If you make it a money issue, you you don't understand what God's trying to do in your life. It's a trust issue. It's a faith issue. It is about the kingdom of God that does not have a shortage of resources. You believe everybody goes from believing that we live in this this physical world that has a shortage of resources that that is what we believe that is how most people live god is trying to get you to seek his kingdom and his righteousness so that you can tap into his resources his resources his kingdom there is no shortage of, of resources in the kingdom of god when you align your life to the kingdom of God, you begin to experiences, experience the resources of his kingdom. If you are not aligned with his kingdom, then you get the resources of the earthly kingdom. This is how it works. It is a process to learn that. I get it. But if you would take faith steps in that direction, God will show you he is faithful and he will provide for you.
1: And I think too, um, you correct me if I'm wrong, I think like people can get hung up on um the tithing and I distinctly remember is uh, there's a story doesn't Jesus tell about the woman that gave the one penny Mm -hmm. um versus you know the rich man that gave a decent amount and he said that you know so I think to start yeah that's awesome I've never thought of it as like working up to that 10% Mm -hmm. so not to feel you know the shame if like oh my bills are so high there's no way I could do 10% now but what can you give right now yes I'm working up to that
0: And and again, God is just really—he's really gracious. He understands how difficult it is to trust Him, and and so start the trusting process. Okay, Lord, I'm trusting you. You know, give and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you, and and Lord, I look to you as my provider. He wants to be your provider. He wants—listen, he he wants you to see how intimately acquainted He is with your life. When you see God providing for you financially. It really changes your relationship with him. All of a sudden, it becomes so up close and personal. God sees your mortgage. He sees your groceries. He sees your your medical bills. He sees. And sometimes we really wonder, does God really see me? Does God really see my stress? Does God really see my needs? Come on, it, that, that's an easy thing to wonder. You start trusting God financially, and he shows up in the most amazing personal ways. It is it's powerful. And, and, I, and again, as a pastor, I don't want your money. I want you to experience God, and you're missing him. See, it's not about the money. You're missing him. And, and I think people, don't we long to experience God? We, we long for that. We're, we're wired for that. This is a way to experience him up close and personal.
1: I was going to say one last thing to make it more specific because um, I think it's easiest for us to be like, okay, if I give, I'm going to get blessings. Um, the blessings sometimes is just seeing something you contributed to financially um, take off and bless others. That in itself is such a big blessing and to know like, oh, I had a part in that. Um, y- does that make sense?
0: No, it, it is. We have to be careful holding God hostage to the blessing mm-hmm. or the timing. Because you know, sometimes we get really impatient. Uh, you reap what you sow, but um, we, you know, just the whole farming analogy, when the farmer plants the seed, the harvest usually comes at a different season. Doesn't come the next day. Mm-hmm. So remember that. Um, my experience with people is is has been this, and I'm not going to say it's going to play out this way for you, but but God tends to be very very. God's always gracious, but when people are at the front end of their spiritual journey, what I've seen is that God, I think in his grace, he shows up sooner. So I've seen people take huge steps of faith, scared, trusting God, and and God in his mercy, I've seen him show up pretty fast just to let people know, hey, I'm here, I'm here. Um, As we get more mature, all right, God knows that uh, I don't need to see this blessing instantly. All right, He knows that I've embraced a little bit more delayed gratification. All right, and and so, you know, I I take comfort in the other blessings, like you said, Katie. I see a, a, uh, I see ministry happening. I see people being fed. I see kids going to school in Guatemala. I see, you know, and, and it's just, oh Lord, it's such a blessing. There's a blessing in in the journey, uh, Lord, I'm giving this, I, you've been my provider, I've seen you come through so many times, so it deepens the richness of the relationship, I don't need you to come through for me, for me to be obedient anymore, okay? Um, I mean, it changes the relationship, but at the front end of that, where it's all new to you, oh, I've seen God, even to us, you know, when we started really leaning into this, you know, we have great stories of God within several months showing up and giving us some tremendous mm-hmm. blessings mm-hmm. saying this is right I'm rewarding your obedience now keep trusting me so uh, my prayer is that he does that for you too Yeah. my prayer is that God shows up quickly in your life and he says well done you've trusted me now keep doing it I am your provider I'll you know I'm actually way more gracious than you think I am. I'm way more generous than you think I am. Just keep trusting me. I'll show you this.
1: I love it. Awesome. Okay. Last question. Mm -hmm. So this one is in response to our um, episode 37 about New Year's resolutions. What would, you, what would be your advice for someone who is behind? Meaning, if there's been a bit of trauma and dysfunction from earlier years in life and now as an adult who has values and is realizing there is so much healing and so much to learn in order to take care of these values, um, in parentheses, like family, marriage, etc., How do you get ahead? Biggest example, when you have a small child and see where you need growth as a parent and you're limited on time because they're only this age once and this time in their development is so uh, fundamental but you need so much of it, plus all the growth you need in other areas Mm. to take healthy care of everything. What do you do when small goals just seem useless? I hope this Mm. makes sense. I know it's a lot, lol. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that question. Yeah, Um, great
0: question, great question. yeah, it's easy to get overwhelmed. You look at your life and you, you, uh, I like how they phrase that. Sometimes you feel like you're behind,
1: mm-hmm.
0: behind in the growth or maturity or skill sets. I, I, I guess it could be all those things, right, Katie? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they didn't have, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know the, the, the history, a, a yeah. stable home maybe that, that, that you picked up some skill sets by being in that right. environment I don't know
1: The first thing I recognized about this question um was the th- there was so much thought into um what this person has been to been through and they're yeah. very aware and i feel like that's such a huge step because oh. do you know how many people have been through trauma and dysfunction and it just oh. leaks into their kids so the mm. fact that this person mm. is recognizing that um that's and, a huge win yes right and there. wants to be intentional um i mm. would just encourage you to recognize you at your child's age based on just this question i don't know all the details you are probably giving your child um, a step up from what you had it sounds yeah. like just just in the fact that you're recognizing that so I just want to yep. encourage that person and yep.
0: I agree Katie that that is great perspective you know your your kids are already ahead your kids are already ahead of you at the same stage because you have self-awareness self-awareness is a gift mm-hmm. so God's given you self-awareness that is one of the most priceless gifts all people can have you recognize your stuff and you want to grow so whoever you are, well done. I mean, that is one of the most important steps. Yeah. And so, God
1: picked you to be that kid's parent. Yeah. You're the perfect parent for you that are. child.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yes, you are. Way to go, mm-hmm. Katie. Uh, this, I mean, yes. You know, you you got to feel the emotion behind this question. Yeah. okay? So, yep. I mean, I, I – uh, and, and so I was thinking about, boy, how do we answer this, this, this question? Because we, we certainly want you to be encouraged. And I know there's other people who feel this way. So, mm-hmm. you know, I – a couple of things I just jotted down like some notes to myself. Um, it's, it's just so easy to be overwhelmed. Yeah, you look at your life, you feel behind, you see how much work is ahead of you and you feel overwhelmed. I, I mean feelings are feelings and uh, I'm sorry that you you uh, you feel overwhelmed. I mean it's it's easy for me to say don't be overwhelmed, but but you are. Mm-hmm. So that's understandable. but as Katie said, you're all your child is already ahead. Of where you were mm-hmm. so just remember that and that might help some of those feelings of, of being overwhelmed because it's not hopeless your journey's not hopeless all right mm-hmm. so uh
1: and then, um, I don't mean to cut you off no, please, the other Katie. thing. I'm just dissecting this question. What do you do when small goals? Just seem useless. Those small little goals are roadmaps yep. to the big changes. Yep. So <laughs> if you feel like, oh my gosh, I literally, I failed at everything today, but I am making time for this kiddo. To, we're going to read, the, let's just say we're going to read five minutes of the Bible or I- every night. Yep. And I, I missed it this night, but I did three nights out of the seven this week, yep. um, just get better the next week, and and still recognize ha- you're further ahead than you would have been yeah. a few weeks ago. Like it just it leads to bigger things. Yeah, all those little things.
0: Small goals mm-hmm. lead to big changes. And, and can I can I say this too? The the small goals when you accomplish the small goals, it allows your capacity to increase so that you can set bigger goals. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people. Um, <laughs> Uh, again, need to understand the process, how we grow. There's a way that we grow. So I totally get when you see the big picture, you don't see the significance of the small goal. But I'm here to tell you that your small goal is a huge win. It is setting you up for future success. It is increasing your capacity for future growth. So you are doing a great job. Don't don't look at the small things you're doing as insignificant because they are not. They are huge. They're huge. They are setting you up for future success. Mm -hmm. So well done. Good for you. Keep doing it. Set some more small goals because you don't want to set them too big because then you get discouraged and we quit. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a classic mistake of goal setting Mm -hmm. is that we set too many and they're too big. Yeah. So you get some wins under your belt. You start getting some confidence, you start developing more capacity, and you're you're able to do more. So, good job. You got this. You got this, yeah. Yeah. So, um, something else that that, um, I know Katie and I have both uh, benefited from is we learn from others. And so, you know, you want to make progress in your life um, finding a mentor.
1: Absolutely. You know, we we do
0: mentorships here at Foothills, Mm -hmm. and... um, you know, it, it's, it's tough finding people you connect with, but you, you need to find somebody. We all need to find people that are down the road farther yeah. than we are. We can learn not everything from them, but we learn some things. Yeah. You know?
1: Oh, my gosh. And, I, I mean, just on Facebook, there's tons of different groups for very specific things. Yeah. You can, um, I, I think that there's, there's going to be plenty of resources out there to find a yeah. good mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in whatever area you're specifically because i even know you said healthy um get healthy here too so and Mm -hmm. as you know we're big (laughs) we're big advocates for getting healthy yeah in all different areas in
0: all different areas Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah absolutely yeah mentally and spiritually and physically and and they're all connected yeah you know but uh, I, i can't yeah i can't say enough about finding finding uh Somebody that's farther down the road, maybe somebody that, that even has overcome uh, their own childhood trauma, mm-hmm. you know, just some similar journeys, but it doesn't have to be either. It yeah, yeah, doesn't have to be. Absolutely. Anyone who breathes life into you, someone who believes in you, that's what mentors do. That we, we believe, they believe in us. The power of somebody believing in us is life changing. Yeah. So hopefully you can find somebody to believe in you and, uh, it's just life.
1: You, yeah. I was just mm-hmm. gonna say, people that believe, breathe life into you, and also find things and habits that breathe life into you. As yep. a parent, I can't tell you enough. This might, this isn't gonna be for everybody, but the the days where I wake up before my kids and I get a workout in, <laughs> I am literally a different mom. Than the days I don't. It's true. It's a hard truth. Um, For you, that might be evening time, and it's reading and it's studying. You know that you have to find all these different habits that make you the best version of yourself as well. Yeah. Breathe life into you too.
0: And I think those are going back to those are the small goals. Mm -hmm. Habits. These these healthy habits is. That's what creates lifestyle if yeah. you want a different lifestyle, you have to create habits that get you there and mm-hmm. it's it's our habits that sabotage our lives we We all have habits we you know are trying to unlearn and, yeah. <laughs> and create new ones I mean that's normal, so don't feel guilty but but the the good habits what you know what are you putting into your life? We have to have habits that move us in the direction we want to go so so yeah, Katie, it's it's amazing how much um, you know physical activity. We both are kind of mm-hmm. you know.
1: I know. Don't get us started on that one again. <laughs> I know, but
0: we're, we're. I mean, Katie, we are you know thirty years apart, but I started being crazy intentional, working out at your age.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And. I, I can't tell you the the impact that has had on me. I, I think being a better husband, a better yes. father, a better pastor. You know, it just to work out and what that does to your mind, what it does to your emotions, what it does uh, to your spirit. I mean, it it's all connected. Mm-hmm. God made us. See, we're a whole person. You can't compartmentalize this stuff. It it's all connected. So I, I know everybody can't work out, but I. Especially people in my age group, Here little, you know, all you 60 year olds out there. Listen,
1: oh, I, I God way too many designed our
0: bodies to respond to mm-hmm. exercise. And I'm not making, I don't want to make you feel guilty, but, but yeah, keep living life. I want to keep living life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to exist.
1: Taking care of that body is a big deal. It
0: but is. It is. You go
1: on and on. I, about I know. That one. I'm going <laughs> to stop. Okay.
0: Sorry. Tangent. Listen. <laughs> but. Hey, whoever yeah. you are out there, we believe in you. Yeah, we believe in you. So and you can do this. And so if yeah. there is a part two because we, we, we're we being too generic and you want to send, hey, uh, I appreciate you answering my question and you want to be more specific, do it.
1: Mm hmm. Absolutely, do it. we're here for it. Thank you again, you guys, for trusting us with these yeah. uh, amazing questions. Um, I know that you, just you asking those and um, PD being able to give some guidance on that has added value to somebody. I just, I, I know it. I feel it. I it
0: gotta, I gotta add one more oh, thing, Katie. Go, I, I go have to. It. I have to add one more <laughs> thing. Listen, um, so the last thing, and I don't want this to sound like a, like a cliche, but listen, you're trying to grow, you're trying to overcome, you're, you're trying to be different than what you, you grew up in. Do you realize that God wants the same thing for you? And so he wants the same thing for you. He wants you to win. He wants you to, to, to succeed as a mom. He wants you to su- succeed at life. He wants the same things. And and so so keep depending on God keep asking god to help you change your life keep asking god for the strength to create new habits keep asking god for more self-awareness about your life and and don't beat yourself up because god doesn't uh, he mm. believes in you okay god believes in you and so um he is your advocate and he he is there to help you with this so lean into that relationship with him um because you know what some some days it might not feel like this but he's, he's your greatest cheerleader he is and and so I hope that you can hear his voice telling you that hey we got this together he's got you all right so Okay, there you go. I had to say that.
1: Nope, that was great. Okay, Okay, if this episode added value, which I feel confident that it did, (laughs) um, please give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That's huge. That does so much for uh, this movement. It does so much for us reaching people that maybe would never find – uh, this podcast otherwise so you're a part of it you make a big difference when you do that so um, thank you and for anybody else that was like oh my gosh you made me think of another question or a topic I want to hear about reach out to us we love to hear from our listeners you guys are amazing um, it is reallifepodcast.foothills on Instagram you can send us a message on there or you can shoot us an email at Podcast at foothillsonline.com Uh, but that's it folks that's it thanks for listening we'll be back
0: next week next week see y'all later